Hey guys, how's it going? Matt from Foulball Productions here. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hope that you're doing well because I'm doing phenomenally. Thank you so very much. And like on cue, literally, this boy was sleeping under the bed until the intro was playing. And he knew. He knew who the people really want to see. They want to see Lukey, but how you guys doing? It's been a while. It's been a little while. I have not been broadcasting. I think you may have noticed. It's been quite the gap, which has sort of been my MO of late. And I I, uh, I, don't, I don't know. I've, I've been in a weird place with this YouTube thing for a while. I think I've expressed that many times. Um, but I'm feeling more comfortable with it, putting out the sketches every once in a while. I even made like a honest-to-goodness regular YouTube video last night. I'm in the process of editing, where it's like a video essay style thing. So, you know, I don't want to say I'm back because I've said that before and it wasn't true. But uh, here I am doing the 37th episode of the MFA podcast. And I thank you very much for joining me. Thank you. It's good to see you. Sentient Dodo is back. Hello, Sentient Dodo. Good to see you, dude. Uh, I heard, I remember you told me you got unsubscribed, which I, I couldn't believe because I remember I was doing podcasts. I'm like, God, not even sentient dildos here. I must be fucking irrelevant, but it's good to see you, pal. It's good to see you. Listless receptionist. Hello. Good to see you. Why did you change? What was, what's with the change of the name? I always, I'm always curious why people change their handle. Like, uh, like Papa Cotton being Wookiee and all that stuff. I'm always just curious. Not that I care. Like, not that I'm judging it. I'm just Genuinely curious. Hello, Man of War 665, Neighbor of the Beast, supportive as always. Good to see you, my friend. You know, I still think that intro is cool, but I understand maybe it conflicts with the tone of the show. I don't care. I like it. I think it's fun. Maybe I'll change it. Maybe I won't. I think it's I think it's awesome. Um, was just finishing some schoolwork and saw this was going live. Yes! Thank you for joining me. I appreciate you being here. That is awesome. Luke is a raver. He's an absolute raver. I agree. And uh, hello, Jana Banana. What's up, boners? Not much. What's going on, boners? What's going on? <laughs> ah, well, yeah, It's uh, it's been a little while. It's been a little while, but here we are. I was a little nervous today. I was like, shit, I haven't done this in a while. Certainly not solo. I don't know how to uh, how to do this, but I think I'll figure it out. I think I'll figure it out. I'll start with uh, something I was thinking about today. So, like, my girlfriend, right? I love her. She loves me. She is, uh, she desires a lot of my time, you know, and a lot of, like, uh, communication back and forth. And I'm not as good at that. I don't, I compartmentalize a lot, you know? Like, once I say goodbye to you, you know, for me, it's like I'll say hi to you later, you know, but then I'll go home and get a text from her and I'm just like, I don't understand. I don't get it. And I used to think it was like her texting me that I, I didn't like. But then earlier today, my friend of mine is blowing up my phone and I like read the text. And I write back and then a half hour later, he blows it up again. And I'm like, ah, I'm like, oh, I just hate texting. It doesn't matter who's doing it. I just don't like it. I don't I, I feel like it's a chore. It's like I, I now I've got to like stop what I'm doing. Sit down, focus on the phone, write a response. And to me, texting is like, you know, like in you're in war and you're sending like a telegram, you know, or like coordinates. Like it's a one-way thing. It doesn't keep going back and forth. You just send it out. You, you, you accomplish the mission and then that's that. But people nowadays use it as a communication, 
like a conversation platform. And to me, it's not, if you want to have a conversation, just call me. I'll answer the phone. I got these lovely AirPod Pros from my girlfriend for our anniversary. So I, I can use them and I'd be happy to have a conversation on the phone. But texting a conversation is absolute tedium. Because also the thing is, you don't know when it's done, right? Like unless there's like a real period on the sentence, you're like, put the phone down. Oh, we got to text again. And it's like, it's like this, this anxiety you're living in between just getting back to your life or whatever it is you're doing, which, you know, granted, isn't always the most important things. It's not like, um, you know, negotiating the Ukraine-Russia peace treaty or anything. I'm probably just playing video games or dicking around on a YouTube video. But still, it's my time. And I find it, I just find it stressful. You know, I like short under 30 second back and forth text, you know, if there needs to be a conversation, please just you know call me. I'm I'm totally down to take phone calls. I, I like taking phone calls, but texting back and forth is just irksome. Anyone agree? Does anyone else find it as tedious as I do? I don't like texting. I don't really like it. Uh, listless, I get it. Uh, I set up plans through text and then go see them, right? Yeah. Yeah, I went on a date with a girl before my girlfriend. Make that very clear. She watches these. I don't want to get in trouble. Uh, before, and I was like making plans with her over uh, Instagram. I barely met this girl, right? Met her once, and then like six months later, she hit me up, and I was like, eh, all right, let's see where this goes. And then like we had plans for, I literally think, like the next day. And we went to uh, rock climbing, right? And in that span i was like oh hey we still on for today and she goes oh yeah she goes oh you're not much of a texter i was like what's there to text about like we have plans for tomorrow i don't know you like i'll talk to you then like i don't i don't what am i supposed to get to know you i i don't like having this in my hand all the time i'm talking about the phone not my penis uh, I just don't like it. It it makes me I don't know. Like I like I listen to things all day long, but I don't like constantly interacting with it. It's like I'm old, right? I'm an old millennial. It's like it it, it takes all my focus into this thing. I don't care for it personally. I don't care for it. I don't know. Listless. I just found out people are banking on their phone. I don't even have the bank. Well, now that actually I'm gonna have to disagree with you there. I do love. I bank. I do all my financial stuff on my phone. I actually quite rarely open up the web browser to do my financial stuff. It's so easy. Pay your credit cards, bing, it's right there. I love it. I bank on my phone all the time. Yeah. I do like my phone. Don't get me wrong. It's the it's the conversations that like intrude on my life that I didn't ask for, that I didn't initiate. That's where I'm, I I have an issue personally. I don't know. Uh well, I guess that does make sense. I mean, if, yeah. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's actually funny cuz uh I am bartender. And uh, I went home for the holidays and it was like, you know, I was I was making this ore shot because I wanted to make Mai Tais. I've been obsessed with rum for like six months and I've just been into it. I've been making Mai Tais and I like had to make ore shot because I was in New Jersey and I'm like, I don't know if there's a bottle of ore shot in this whole state. Genuinely, I had no idea where to look for it. There aren't like specialty cocktail stores. There's like those warehouse liquor stores and that's it. So I'm making it right And My parents are asking, we have a holiday party. And then they, I swear to God, they put me to work. I was like making drinks for everybody on the holidays. I was like, this sucks. <laughs> like I do this all the time. I don't want to work. I don't want to be banging out drinks and asking what people want. And it's, it's exactly like work. I was like, what do you want? Like, I don't know. Like, God damn it. <laughs> this is just like my job. Except instead of this making me money, it's costing me money. This stinks. 
<laughs> they put me to work, man. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. You do all your banking at home on your computer. Yeah, well, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. Uh, you know, that's just my own personal. I, I like convenience. I like ease. In fact, I'm getting spoiled. <laughs> I'm getting spoiled even more than I think normal uh, people are getting spoiled. Speaking as well, my girlfriend, Apple Watch for uh, Christmas, which was very generous, very nice gift. Uh, it has this feature on it where if you ping it, you press this button, it pings your phone, which is great because, you know, a lot of times you, like, misplace your phone. But the other day I misplaced, like, my keys, and my instinct was to ping it. <laughs> oh, there's no app on my watch to ping my keys. I was like, oh, this isn't good. This isn't good. I'm losing my instincts to find just basic stuff because Apple's made everything so streamlined and easy. Yeah, so... I don't know where I was going with that, but that's just something that happened. I thought it was fascinating, guys. I thought it was really interesting, you know? Maybe I'll make a video about that. Um, speaking of videos, oh, my God. I tweeted this the other day, but not like it matters because literally none of my tweets get any traction or any reviews. I hate Twitter. Twitter sucks. And it's not just because no one likes me there. <laughs> that's part of it, certainly. Uh, but it's just because anytime I go on there, I, I, don't, I don't like the content. It's it's just what it was just now. There's also conservatives, but everyone's just as toxic. It's just as infighty and that's all it is. I, I don't I don't care for Twitter at all. I'm happy that Elon toppled one of the major like nexuses nexi of like you know propaganda that like you know the glo the globalists. Uh, wanted to get out there. Glad that that doesn't exist anymore, but it still stinks. And the bots, oh my God. That's all I, I only get new followers that are bots. That's it. Consuela Enrique Jones, and just like one follower. Click here to see nudes. It's like, God damn it. It's really annoying. I hate Twitter. But anyway, I tweeted this out. Why? I don't know, but I did. I'm compelled. I'm compelled to get attention from somewhere. Someone will give me attention from somewhere. Uh, but I found this video uh, on YouTube. I guess my algorithm just recommended it for me. This guy, I can't remember his name. I should give him credit if I'm talking about him. Uh, he made a video about Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Uh, let me see here. Yeah, 12 hour. Okay. It's called A Very Brief Analysis, The Phantom Menace. It is a 12-hour video. 12 hours. And it's pretty compelling. <laughs> like, I am watching it. More listening to it. But still, I'm engaging with it. I'm almost three hours into it. It's really good. It's really, like, technically proficient. It's intelligent. It's like, <laughs> I mean, you, there is no stone left unturned with this guy's analysis. I mean, he's going into, like, ship classes and categories and, like, heat waste on, like, the engines. I mean, like, it is thorough. <laughs> really, really thorough. But it's pretty fascinating. I thought it was a pretty interesting uh, video. I don't know that I'm going to stick around for the full 12 hours. 
I'll put it in the chat if you guys are curious about just taking a look. And this guy's pretty charming, and he's pretty funny, and it's not like a takedown video. It's not like, uh, this is why it stinks. It's uh, just like about all the details and just fully uh, analyzing it, analyzing like the metachlorians and what that does with the force. And I mean, it's really like <laughs> remarkable. It's a remarkable video. And I think as of now, 728,000 views. It's not bad, not bad, just under a million. Pretty impressive. So I don't know if you feel like watching that, it's out there for you. It's Apple. Uh, it's Apple Watch also has a feature where people can text you. That's true. That's a fact. That's a thing. Such a deal to Apple Watch, eh? I'm glad you're getting more comfortable with your sexuality. I am an unabashed Apple cuck. I said it, so you can't say it. I love Apple. I have this computer here, right? Dual monitor, you know? I can game on it. I have so much RAM on this computer, it's insane. And I was editing the video last night, and the playback, like, freezes. Nothing else is open, just Premiere. And I, I, I can't, like, it, it can't compute fast enough to just give me basic video playback while I'm editing. Uh, Windows stinks so much. I hate Windows so much. You need like a computer science minor just to make this thing run properly. Whereas Apple, I have a refurbished, I purchased it refurbished, MacBook Air with 8 gigs of RAM. That'll run Premiere Pro, 40 Chrome tabs, Canva, Fade In, a whole bunch of apps all at once with zero performance issues. Zero. I don't, I don't see the argument for Windows. I don't, other than gaming. That's it. These AirPods rule. They have great noise canceling. I mean, shit goes silent. You know, like when I'm on a conversation, like every other wireless earbud I've ever had, my mom on the other end is like, oh, what is that? What are you doing metal work? I'm like, no, I'm just taking a walk. She's like, I don't know. That sounded so loud. And everyone always tells me that. These, no complaints. Apple Watch, brilliant health tracking, all this information. I am an unabashed fan. And you may besmirch me as you see fit, but I'll be happy in my sea of Apple products. <laughs> oh, geez. All right, what are we saying here? It's a business got to fight over anti-woke crumbs. What was that in reference to? I don't remember. My memory stinks. Uh, I agree with that. Yeah, I mean, there's like anything else, you know, something gets popular. There are going to be genuine just grifters and people like I was listening to uh, Sirius XM this morning and I heard Megyn Kelly, like an ad for the Megyn Kelly show come on. And I was like, oh, God, it was so cringe. It was like, oh, we're not politically correct. It's like, OK, cool. Way to be tapped in. It's so phony. And I, I never understand those people that just play to their base. I mean, I guess there's like you make a living in it, right? I guess so. But what's the point? Who's that reach except for people who already agree with you? Agree with you. Just, yep, that's, she's telling it like it is. I don't. Cool. I mean, we're all getting more and more polarized. I don't know. I don't know. It's like, uh, I don't know, we all live in these little ravines in our culture. We're not interacting with each other. We just hear tale from our chosen, our chosen voices to tell us what's going on in the outside world. And we know exactly how to feel about it, what opinions to have the second the information gets here. 
don't know. I don't know. What the fuck are you you bullshitting? You know, know you are neck deep in the twats? Huh? Is that at me? What are you saying, Man of War? Uh, Dill, I watched an eight-hour video about Utopia. It has more than 10 million views. Internet is weird. Yeah, dude. I mean, fucking, what's it? Mahler has that, uh, you know, his series on the, the Force Awakens. I mean, like, you know, there's multiple videos that are like four hours long, and I've watched almost all of them. It's fascinating. It's incredible how, like, the bounds of content really knows no limits. I mean, you, you know, if you can make it entertaining, people will check it out. People will check indoctrination, confirm, sure. You have an Apple computer, Matt? Lol, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Uh, oh, okay, fair enough. I don't know why me having an Apple Watch makes me gay. I find that to be uh, a little homophobic from you, Sentient Dildo. And quite frankly, I expect better. I expect better out of the chat, especially you. But hey, man, you want st- to stoop to those lows? That's fine. That's fine. I'm not going to meet you at your level. I'm going to stay way up here. Okay? Hey, pal. Hey, pal. Uh, the hate watching stuff is getting dumb. I don't want to hate watch stuff. And then they accuse things of being shit so they can hate watch. I stopped doing that at the Lord of the Rings show. That was the last straw for me. I quit the whole hate watching. This is bad and here's why. Racket. Not to say it's a racket like it's a, you know some kind of... A grift or whatever. I mean, it's genuinely, you do need people to review shit. I just will not be the person who's going to go out and find the lightning rod content and come back and tell you how bad it is. It makes me an unhappy person. I don't like it. And I'm not good at it. I don't have enough, like, I don't know. Some people seem to just watch it and they're just like, that's terrible. And they make fun of it and it doesn't affect them. It affects me. And I don't, I don't, I don't like, uh, I don't really like doing it. Um, so I stopped doing it. Uh, wait, I was going to transition into something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's an interesting time uh, with the guys that do that. Uh, because I was watching, I watched, uh, I still check it out. Like, I, I'm not above watching it or anything like that. I just don't do it personally. And it's not like I think there's anything wrong with it. It's just not my type of content I want to make. But uh, I watched Critical Drinkers Madame Web review, uh, which was funny. You know, I was idly curious. I'm certainly not going to go down a rabbit hole with that movie. I don't care. I didn't. I think even if it was good, you'd have to it'd be hard pressed for me to go check it out. But uh, but it was interesting. But I think like those guys are really having a moment right now because I mean the content that's out there, like the Madam Web stuff and all that, and the X Men, they're just becoming like such parodies of themselves that it's not. They almost exist for the internet to dunk on it. Like, they don't seem to even be trying. Like, it's almost like, it's like you, like, you know, like how you take a, a Xerox, like a photocopy, and it just gets, like, less and less each time? It's like they did that with, like, Captain Marvel or, like, uh, you know, any of that, like, the, uh, who's the, who's the one from Batman? You know what I'm talking about with the, the crazy one, Harley Harley Quinn, and they just kept photocopying it and photocopying it, and then it's, like, it's just, like, such a pale, even shitty example of, that genre which sucked in its most pristine version and you're just like what you're still just burning money on this like i don't understand like but i i I genuinely think it's changing like i i (laughs) sentient dildos is mcu is done get woke go broke that's gonna be my video i told you i was working on a video you already nailed it i'm gonna use that title uh exactly 
Uh, no, um, but I actually think because like it's such parody at this point, and I think this was talked about. I think this was predicted that this shit was going to be coming out a few years even after they realize it doesn't work because the scripts are already in development. They're already greenlit. They got to shoot it. They're like in editing. Like it's going to be like it, it's such a joke um, now. But I have a feeling. I feel like it's going to turn back around a little bit. And I'm not just saying that to, to like, you know, encourage false hope or anything. I, I really feel like a little bit things kind of are changing. Like uh, I was watching my girlfriend was out of town for Valentine's Day. So I'm not a deadbeat boyfriend who didn't take out my girlfriend on Valentine's Day. OK, we went out to this great restaurant in Austin. Well, it was pretty good. But, you know, I took her out and I did things. OK, I'm not a, I'm not a bad guy. But I was home alone on Valentine's Day. Just uh, like you know, scroll and streaming content. And there was, I think it was on HBO Max or Amazon Prime. And it was like, not in the holiday spirit. And it was like, Death Wish, No Country for Old Men, like all these like guy movies. I was like, are they marketing to men again? This is awesome. Like, I was like, I'd watch that. That's great. I love that. That's awesome. I was like, this is so cool. I like, I and I think um, I made a video, a parody video about it about a week ago. Uh, with because uh, Shane Gillis became like a partner with Bud Light, and you know after the whole Dylan Mulvaney thing, Shane Gillis being a partner is like couldn't be the more polar opposite. Like it's a guy that's like outside the Hollywood system that's like a hugely successful comic, but just like pretty much like dudes like I mean girls like him too. I mean my my girlfriend uh, uh, loves him, um, but anyway you know it's kind of a, a guy a male uh, mostly male fan based guy. And so I did a video where Ford uh, did Jordan Peterson because, like, oh, well, I guess if, you know, it's okay to have people men like endorsing things, well, let's get Jordan Peterson. Anyway, uh, I thought it was funny. Didn't do great, but I still think it's a funny sketch. Uh, and, uh, so, and so I think with that, like, that's actually proving that, hey, nothing's happening. There's no negative backlash on this. You know, even if there is, it's kind of superficial and doesn't actually matter. I feel like it's possible in the next, like, you know, six months, a year, we might actually start getting, like, marketing to men again and actually making products that we might appreciate. Uh, I, I don't know. You know, I, I can't guarantee. I got no crystal ball. But I think it's – I think it's – feels like it's slowly inching back towards – it's going to be okay. That is in case, that is unless Trump gets reelected. If Trump gets reelected, that'll probably stop real fast. They'll probably go back real hard to fighting against anything men like. Uh, so, I don't know. Did you guys notice any of that? Is it just me? Am I just uh, foolishly optimistic? I feel like it's, I don't know. I feel like it's changing. Pop Cotton. Hail, buddy. Good to see you, man. Propaganda sucks. Cultural propaganda isn't any more entertaining than any other kind. No, propaganda is boring. Propaganda is really, really boring. Even if, even if I agree with it. Like I remember years ago, I was watching like Jim Jeffries uh, doing stand up, and I used to think he was really funny. And then I was like, yeah, like I'm not like. The joke is, I agree with your point of view, and I, and I did happen to agree with that particular point of view, but I was grossed out. I was like, ew, dude. We're not just here like, we are all so smart and correct about anything. I was like, ew, dude, no. And then, you know, we saw where he went. I, I, Yeah, like, I don't want to see propaganda. I don't think that's interesting. I also don't think you're much of an artist if you're penning propaganda. Like, anything that I've ever written or created, a lot of times 
I had to take a look at my own convictions and my own beliefs and kind of challenge them uh, and sort of, you know, find new angles on it and just sort of develop as a person through the process, which is cool. Like, that's a cool gift that artistic creation gives you. But if you go through all that and you just are like, no, it's like, oh, man, you're not a very inspired artist, in my opinion. And yeah, you're a propagandist. You like work for the state. Like, boo, 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 boo. Uh, listless. I think all the hate watching is squeezing out things that are good when they come along. I agree with that. I agree with that. I made that choice, uh, like a year ago. I was like, I'm not, I'm just watching things I want to watch. I'm not going to try to f- find the hate and everything. And, oh, here's another example of woke. Here's an example of woke. Cause I was an unhappy person doing that. It made me miserable. And then I did feel like I was in a culture war and I was like, this is, this is crazy. I don't want to do this. I don't want, I want to throw you know, like like flaming spears all the time. Like, I like enjoying things. It's way more fun. I'm not just going to sit here and pretend. Like, people, I don't like when people pretend. That, I think, is lame. Like, I watched a video of this guy, really good YouTube series uh, called It Was a Shit Show, and I watched it until he got to the one with uh, the Ghostbusters, the girl Ghostbusters, and then just, like, blaming the fans and being a cunt about it. It's like, no, okay, you're lying, dude. You're completely misrepresenting what's going on. I'm not saying you have to be a crusader, but don't lie. So if it comes up, I'll address it. But I don't really feel like that's – I don't know. I just – I wasn't happy with it. It didn't make me – I didn't feel very good. And I also wasn't exactly capitalizing on it either. It's not like my videos are going through the roof. So, nah, nah, not for me, man. Keep it, keep it up if it works for you. It's just not for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's changing, but meh. I don't mean shit really. It don't mean shit really when they're teaching the kids. Will someone please think of the children re? I mean, that's a good point. But even that, I don't know. There's a big spotlight on it. I'm not, I don't know if it's changing, but it's part of the cultural conversation in a broad way. Not in the way where we're like noticing things like ahead of the curve and then like four years later it'll be on the news. Like, like it's front and center, you know. Like when you start fucking with people's kids, they they really start to take notice. Uh, I was listening to um, Eric Weinstein on Chris Williamson yesterday talking about that very thing, and uh, it's yeah. I think I think people are aware of it, and I I think it's the possibility is it could change. I don't know, you know. Those people have a real strong grip on the institutions that they inhabit, and those things are custom built to protect ideologues and communists and people like that. So. I don't know, you know, but I mean, I don't know what I can do about it. I, I mean, I'm going to try to make funny YouTube videos that are hopefully relevant. And if that sways the needle, I'm really proud of myself. But I, I what do I do? Go to go to board meetings in Austin and try to try to tell them to start teaching objective truths instead of like fanciful communist fantasies. I don't know. That seems I don't know, man. It's, they're your kids. I don't have any kids. I think it's bad. I I am totally against it. I don't know how I contribute to the solution though. Maybe just you know I'm just gonna, I'm just going to podcast, man. I'm going to podcast. That'll save the planet, dude. I'm doing this for you, not for me. Not cuz I'm needy for attention. That isn't it. It's because I'm trying to save America. See that maga hat? Boom. I love America. That's actually for a sketch. <laughs> it was for a sketch of a conservative rapper and then fucking Ben Shapiro goes out and actually becomes a conservative rapper and totally takes the punchline out of my joke. I'm like, shit, now what? <laughs> I'm so upset. I had chains. 
I had like a, all this like bling and shit, and then it was like, well, there's no joke now. That's just a thing that exists. Fuck. That stunk. That stunk. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, OG. There's been a huge pushback in Canada on kids' education, but it was mainly led by Muslim parents, and then Gaza happened, kind of threw water on it. Yeah, that was pretty funny, too. I do like, I think Ryan Long's made this joke before, so this isn't really my observation, but I do think, like, you know, like, the queer contingent, like, in America is, like, looking at Muslims, like, we're all the same, and they're just like, we are fucking not. <laughs> they, they have a real hard line to say with that gay shit. They do not fuck with the gay shit at all. <laughs> like, I think Polishuk put out a video where it's just, like, queers for Palestine. He's like, what does this mean? What does this mean? Uh, I could do a rap song with uh, Shapiro. Maybe. I honestly, I, I couldn't get through that video. I was cringing so hard. I kept thinking about you. Since you told out with Tom McDonald. He's so cringy, dude. Like, and these people who are like, I don't care if I offend you. It's like, bro, that would have been cool in like, 2015 it would be cool to be like that's how you feel now dude like you it's like now it's safe to not offend people like you know like it's just so the mainstream take it's like and we're on to the offense thing it's not an edgy hard scrabble i'm just taking them all on like you're like oh you fucking tool you're like a boomer <laughs> you're like a, you're like a half a decade behind the conversation man it's just like, ugh, so cringy. And I, I, I couldn't even get to Shapiro's verse. The only way I was able to actually watch the whole thing was Jordan Peterson did a breakdown video about it. And that was way more compelling and interesting than the actual music video. Because, like, I've known about Tom McDonald. I've known he stinks for a long time. So, like, I, I was like, I can't do this. I, I, want, I want to for, like, the cringe and for the gag, but I can't. I'm so uncomfortable. I need to turn this off. And it was Peterson. Once again, Jordan Peterson saved me. He saved me. Uh, Boomer truth regime needs to go. Oh, it's brutal. Absolutely brutal. I, I mean, I swear to God. The things the boomers say blows my mind. My mom's a boomer. Dad's a boomer. I was talking to my mom the other day. And, like, uh, I, said, I was telling her I was putting the MAGA hat, like, on top of the, the new shelving I bought. And she's like, no, don't do that. And I was like, oh, listen, if you thought I was supporting him before, you better believe I'm fucking doubling down now that they give him a $350 million penalty for absolutely fucking nothing. Now I mean it. You know, before it was a joke. Now I'm serious. And uh, she's like, you know, you know, people in New York always knew that he was, like, a shyster and a criminal. I'm like, when? No, they did not. Where'd you come up with that retcon? He was like a, a very beloved celebrity. He was all over like The Apprentice. People liked him. He used to do like on radio, uh, like radio stations. He would do real talk with Trump and shit like that. He, there was not this consensus. He was some slimy criminal. Like, what are you talking about? Where'd you come up with that? But that's just, you know, she's just like, nope, that's, that's been the truth. It's like, when? Golly, man. They, the boomers are, they're very susceptible to bullshit. It's a shame, man. Hello, Mr. Rock fan. Very good to see you, sir. Very good to see you. Thank you for stopping by. Appreciate you, man. It's been a while. It's been a while since I've seen everybody. I know there's a Vegas meetup meet coming. I don't know. 
because actually, uh, your boy is going to Hawaii next month. Now, before you assume I hit the lottery or killed someone for money, uh, my girlfriend travels for work, and uh, she's traveling to Hawaii and is bringing my ass along. So, free trip to Hawaii for your boy, but I don't know that I can then justify going to Vegas the next month after that. So, uh, maybe, maybe not. I'm not sure. It's up in the air, but if anyone's going, maybe I'll see you. Maybe I won't. I don't know. All right. Well, I put some news stories in the head and the title of this thing, so I should probably read one, I guess. Um, let's see here. This one caught my eye so much so that I put it in the title of this very video, of this very podcast that you are so graciously watching. And I appreciate that. You're a good person. Just take that with you. You're a good person. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay. Sleepy Connecticut town rocked by alleged drug dealing pastor. This is from the New York Post. I didn't make this up. This is not a pitch for a new series on Showtime. This is a real story. I don't know the quality of the story because I don't really do much research. Let's, you know what? I can share the video with you. Let's share the screen and let's find out together. Let's find out together. What is the point of these New York Post videos? No one's talking in them and then you're, oh wait, are they? No, it's just like the headlines that you're going to read in this very article. What is the point of that? Good Lord, that's lazy. All right. Forget pot sniffing around New York's cathedrals. Nearby in Uppity, Connecticut, exists a Methodist church where it shoves the donations and stuffs the Hail Marys. Okay. Forget a buck in the basket. Its religious rev was allegedly hustling junk. Earlier this month, the pastor got arrested aged 63. 63. Jesus. Dealing drugs, it's like uh, Walter White. The Reverend Herbert Irving Miller prayed there since July. Forget Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. Cleric Her Herbie, Herbie, is that a joke? Was allegedly selling drugs. Crystal meth. <laughs> meth priest? That rules. There needs to be a parody movie of meth priest. That needs to happen now. That rules. <laughs> Clientele called it speed, ice, or dunk. Dunk? Or no dose or white cross. I mean, talk of a happy last supper. Well, that's not very funny because I don't think you eat much when you're doing meth. The hierarchy at United Methodist Church of Woodbury called a shock to the community. Yeah, no kidding. Who is this cheeky writer? He thinks he's so damn cute. He's pitching his own podcast. Undercover guys pulling him, pulling him over on South Main Street. Per the report, they coerced, they collared his worship, hustling this stuff from a car a pew away. All right, already with the jokes. Jesus, just give me the information. Inside drugs, methamphetamine, and rock and liquid form hypodermic needle. The car, no registration, no insurance. Badges charged with, besides being charged with possession and intent to sell drugs, he illegally operated a motor vehicle. I mean, that's the real story. Way to bury the lead, New York Post. DMV law is nothing to be... It's very serious. Very serious. He's been jailed, released on a $10,000 bond. This Padre, I, this Padre listed his... Address at as the rectory. His court appearance is Friday. Herbie no longer an elder in the United. Can't you just give me some details instead of being all cute? I just want to know, like, how much meth? How long has he been doing it? That's a pretty thin article. I hate that, man. I hate when I get caught in by a a very intriguing, salacious title. 
Wait, Madonna crashes on stage mid-song? Okay, want to see that for sure. Um, I mean, pretty funny. Like, that totally does sound like some new show, right? I mean, you had, like, single mom selling pot in weeds. You had chemistry teacher selling meth in Breaking Bad. And now we definitely need a priest selling meth in Connecticut. I think that that... That should be the next show, if not a docu-series, one or the other. But I find that very, very fascinating. Very fascinating. God is the only one who can judge. Why do we need juries? This dude. <laughs> yeah, for real. For real, for real. Uh, you want to see Madonna fall? I kind of want to see Madonna fall. Yeah, that's pretty funny. You see this Windows bullshit? This Windows shit. I don't know. Why do you like Mac? I don't know. It works. Call me crazy. Oi. Oh, that's pretty anticlimactic. What the hell is going on there? She's being dragged. <laughs> that's pretty funny. And then look at her trying to look at her trying to like. <laughs> she's still singing. I mean, she probably isn't. That that's probably not singing. But and she lays there like she meant it. Still trying to be sexy and falling. <laughs> Granted, it wasn't really her fault. It was that person. I think that's a man, but I don't want to assume anything. Uh, dropping her. So, to in Madge's defense, uh, you know, but it is. It is very. I don't know. Is it, is it sad to you as it is to me? It just bums me out, man. You know, when people can't age gracefully, they can't get over what they used to have and who they are. I, I don't know. It just it creeps me out. It makes me kind of kind of sad. Some like arrested development later in life. Ugh. Just, you know, evolve. Evolve. Move on to the next stage, right? It's not that big of a deal. It's okay. You're old. It is what it is. You're not supposed to be sexy forever. That's crazy. Be pumping out kids in your 70s? No. No, 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 no. It's a young woman's game. Just, you know, grace. It's grace. <laughs> She'll be fine. Lizards are tough. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, listless. Kamada just stopped. She's so far past the wall. She's in another solar system. Yeah, seriously. She's into the plaster. Just stop, Grandma. <laughs> it's true. Could you imagine? I mean, how old is Madonna? Madonna's like, isn't she almost 70? Right? 65. My mom is like two years older than Madonna. If my mom was out there doing that, I'd be fucking mortified. Whether or not she was Madonna, I'd be like, Mom, would you just play with your grandkids, please? My sister's not mine. You know what I mean? Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Trying to be sexy in your twilight years? Would you fucking cut the shit? Would you cut the shit, please? Jesus Christ. The man in corset heels. Yeah, well, it's a Madonna show, you know. 
It's not like it's in a preschool. <laughs> that only happens in Seattle. Uh, <laughs> how much did you pay for those tickets? Listen, if I shot that, the resolution would be far greater. You'd ever you'd ever you'd be able to see that old lady's teeth get chipped on the stage. <laughs> you'd be able to hear her hip breaking. Okay? My production value would be far greater than that. Plus I'm a gaga guy, okay? I like gaga. I actually don't. I find her music addictive in a creepy way where it's like I don't like it, but I hear it in my head way longer than after I listen to it and I'm like Wait, I don't like this song. Why am I listening to it? I don't know. Gaga creeps me out. They all creep me out. I don't like pop stars. <laughs> Listless. My mom is 69. I'd be horrified. I'm horrified that she's... Oh, your mom's a Swifty. That's rough. That's a rough one. Yeah, I wouldn't like that. There's no Swifties in my life, thank God. My girlfriend's not a Swifty. She doesn't like Taylor Swift. She finds the whole thing annoying. Her friends like it, but I don't really need to deal with them. But your mom's a Swifty? Huh. I got I got uh, cringed out years ago when I found out my mom likes all those uh, America's Got Talent and, like, American Idol shows. I was like, Mom, you watch this shit? Like, I felt I, – I, I, like, I held you in such high esteem, Mom. I thought you had taste, you know? I thought you were classy. Like, you read all the time. Why are you watching this shit? I don't think I understand what – <laughs> Shut up, such a dildo. You don't. It is. It is good video quality. Okay, it is. It's like a mobile movie studio, bro. You don't know, and you wouldn't know because you're an Android guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> what is the appeal of trash TV, though? I don't get that, man. My girlfriend watches that shit, and she watches like you know good movies and shows when she's with me. But when I every time I go to her house, she's got like the Kardashians on or. Uh, Vanderpump rules or I mean and even the other shit that's like even bad by trash TV standards and I'm like why do you do this why do you watch this garbage like I can't watch it for more than about three or four seconds without mocking it I can't help it it's so fucking stupid I can't we even tried to watch love on the spectrum the season two which I actually really appreciated season one I thought it was really sweet and heartfelt but this one was so overproduced like you could tell this conversation's not really happening, that the producers put them up to having this conversation, and it just feels so fake. I can't I can't move past that, you know? It really uh it really bugs me. I don't know. What are you even trying to tell V dubs about Pop? What is that? Jake D, what's going on, Jake D? Good to see you, my friend. Thanks for joining, brother. It figures my one scheduled conference call for work today started at the same time Matt did. You know, I, you know, you, you, I, you can't, <laughs> I, I never do this shit, you know, it's super random. So it's not like you could schedule around it. Um, trying to, trying to get back at it. You know what I mean? Trying to stay, uh, stay a productive YouTuber, a productive entertainer. That's a strong word for what I do, but you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Uh, Amanda Ward, just be, gl be glad she isn't watching murder shows, or is she? She does. She watches that shit. Of course she does. She she like She's never seen True Detective Season 1, too, which I'm like, what are you doing? It's like the best murder show ever. You should watch that one. But we watched, uh, what's that show? What's that show? Blackbird on Apple Plus. That was good. That was a miniseries. That was really good. One of those crime shows. Really liked that. Apple's got some good stuff, man. 
I'm I'm I was gonna say I'm not ashamed to say, but I'm a little ashamed to say. Not ashamed, but a little like, huh? Surprised I find myself in this position. That I'm a fan of Ted Lasso. Me and my girl watched it. I loved it. Loved every second of it. Did not expect to. In fact, hated it when I started it. Hated the the sense of humor and the cheesiness of it. But we ended up absolutely loving it. It's a really really good show. Ted Lasso's great. And I never really liked the things that the masses like because I'm too cool man i'm just too different from everybody else i got my own opinions you know so i don't watch what you sheep watch i i watch cool stuff like the expanse and star wars okay um but that was really good we're watching masters of the air now masters of air it's like band of brothers in the sky it's pretty good i really like it but it's not band of brothers it's a good show though it's a good show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dillo says, Heard Ted Lasso goes to shit later on. It does in season two, but it corrects itself by season three. Season two gets kind of gay. Uh, one of the main characters just magically becomes a lesbian halfway through the se- season. And you're like, that's where the fuck did that come from? And then it gets a little like... Uh, little pandery to race stuff you know there's some racial things that are said like these sort of givens that aren't really givens and you know shots of colonialism and blah 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 but honestly they're they're negligible you can enjoy the show without that like that doesn't it doesn't really hinge on that they just seem to be like obligatory mentions you just have to say now to get a tv show made in hollywood uh but like other than that, it actually is quite good. And the the guy, Jason Sudeikis, is great. I mean, it's such a good show. Like, it just has a good heart. It makes you feel good when it's over. It's really sweet and wholesome and genuinely funny at times. Like, I really like Ted Lasso way more than I ever anticipated. In fact, like, we started it, and I hated it. And I turned it off after, like, 20 minutes, 15 minutes. I couldn't take it. I was like, this is fucking garbage. Everyone's stupid. And I went to work the next day and I told this guy about that. And he's like, dude, I had the same reaction. You got to just trust me. Watch it. I was like, oh, fuck. Well, now I think you suck. You got bad taste in TV. And then we did. And he was right. It was it is it is awesome. It's just feel good. It's just it just makes you genuinely feel good, which is like needed. I don't really need all my entertainment to be like dark and brooding man. You know, life's fucking shit. Stop it. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. When's season two of Severance coming out? I don't know because that got delayed by the uh, by the uh, strike. So I don't know. There was apparently some problems behind the scenes with getting it out and made and all that. And so I don't really know. I hope soon. I really hope soon. I read some theories about what they're working on, which I thought was really fascinating. I won't divulge them here because just having read them i'm like oh that's probably what that is so if you're curious go look it up because it does exist uh but i definitely recommend or i mean i that show is incredible if you have not seen severance season one i highly highly recommend that very very good uh listless like reacher season two it was a good plot idea sweet i started reacher i liked it um i don't I don't know. It's kind of one of those shows that was super popular because it's like, it's not woke. 
And so you're like, okay. And then you're watching it. And I'm like, do I actually like this or do I just like the fact that it's not woke? Like, I can't tell. So I needed some distance from it to go back and I'll have to go back and watch it. It's not like I had anything against it. I just remember being like, I like it, but I don't think there was anything keeping me watching it. Or I just got over it. I don't know. I was kind of curious to see if they're going to do more of that Outer Range show on Prime. The one with Josh Brolin that, like, was really good and then got really weird and didn't make any sense. I want to see if they've got the balls to push through that. Sedja Dildo asks, Matt, seen the bear? Everybody's raving about it. I'm going to check it out. I have not seen the bear. My girlfriend's seen the bear. My mom's seen the bear. The reason I haven't seen the bear is because it takes place in a hectic kitchen. And I work in hectic kitchens and restaurants. And I don't want to do that in my spare time. I don't like those shows. They stress me out. It just gives me the anxiety that I get at work every day. I don't need that. I don't need to relive that. I know exactly what that's like. I'm not interested. That shit just gives me, it just, it's just like being at work again. God, I got to stop shrugging with my hand on the desk. The whole thing's shaking. Uh, I, yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't need that myself. No, thank you. No. I hear it's great, and maybe I probably could, but I, just, I never watch kitchen shit ever. So I'm like, eh, I'm fine. I don't need to, I don't need to relive that. Don't need to li- relive that. Uh, Man of War. I just watched both seasons of Thundar the Barbarian. Sounds hands down better than most of this shit. Thundar the Barbarian? What is that? This, this is new to me. Is that, is that? Thundar the Barbarian. Is that an old show? Sounds old. Animated series. Oh, yeah, it is old. 1980. Nice. 1980. Okay. That's great. I love that animation. It's like bad He-Man. <laughs> that rules. That rules. Uh, I did, and then we'll go up, move on to the uh, the other news story that I put in the, in the top there. Uh, I did about 20 years before. I was born in 85, Man of War. I'm almost 40, sir. Not that I'm happy about that, but it's true. Uh, I'll be 39 in May, man. Golly, gee whiz. This is all going pretty fast. Uh, I did. It took us literally three sittings, but that was kind of by design. But I did end up watching Killers of the Flower Moon. And I really, really liked it. It might have been that my expectations were so low because I really did not care for the Irishman. Thought it was a bloated, self-indulgent mess. That had no dramatic tension because I knew he was going to die because Jimmy Hoffa is one of the most famous mob deaths ever. Mob disappearances, whatever. I, 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 the length, I detested the length. It felt like a chore to get through. Not the case with The Flower Moon. Despite the fact that it's goddamn four, four and a half hours long. Like at one point, me and my girlfriend were watching it. And I'm like, you know what? I'm really into this. Like, I'm surprised that people said like it, it dragged, and they're like, there was. I was like, I don't think so. And we paused it. There were still three hours to go, and I was like, all right, well, let's let's wait and see. Um, but no, it's great. Despite its length, it's actually pretty zippy. Like, it it's very efficient. I didn't feel like there was much wasted screen time at all, and it really didn't feel like a four hour movie. Like, it really, it was great like it was just a slow steady burn all the way through and it was 
extraordinarily well acted. I mean, De, De Niro can't believe he still got it. Still got it. Fucking DiCaprio in like a whole other light. Never seen DiCaprio like this, where he's like this low status kind of not idiot, but just sort of chucklehead, you know? And he's got this kind of weird laugh and these teeth. He was brilliant. And I lost DiCaprio in the role, you know? Like, I, I didn't see DiCaprio at all. I just saw, like, this performance. It was incredible. And the just the storytelling was super efficient. It, it felt like Scorsese has got that signature violence. It was great. You know, depressing, because it's a real true story. And I was reading about it afterwards, and a lot of it pretty much went down the way they said it went down. And you're not left with a good feeling at the end. But it's a very good... I mean, it's it was great. Like, I, I authentically didn't expect to enjoy it, and I loved it. Really, really good, you know? Scorsese, man. That guy. You know, his body of work is impressive, but he's still pumping out hits, like, this late in life. Like, The Wolf of Wall Street is excellent it's one of the most fun movies like male like, ugh, like testosterone filled and he's like making that shit like in his 70s you're like god damn dude you are a badass uh you <laughs> dildo heard good things about it flower moon not the irishman that's a horrible simulacrum of that guido's filmmaking style yeah dude that stunk that was really really bad that fucking that choice to age down De Niro was a god-awful, unforgivable choice. And giving him blue eyes was so damn distracting. Someone's face I've been looking at my whole life in movies, right? De Niro. He's an icon. I know he doesn't have blue eyes. It's, it's so distracting. Like, stop, stop, stop. What are you doing? No, 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 no. Don't do that. Um, uh, but this was different. Munch on that white guilt snack, Matt. Matt yum, yum. I mean, it's there. It didn't give me white guilt. Like, I didn't feel like, oh, we're so bad. Why are we so evil? But it is it is implied in the depiction of this particular story. But it's also a true story. I mean, this guy murdered, like, something like 20 or 30 Osage to get their money. And it was real nefarious about it. You know, like, you read the story. Like, what this guy did was dark. And it's real, you know? I mean... Unless there's another side to the story that didn't come out. But it was pretty interesting. It was also like the birth of the FBI. You know, for what that's worth. Not that I'm a fan of three-letter agencies. But uh, it was just an interesting... It was very interesting. It was very, very good. I mean, I, I, I really liked it. I think if I had any criticism, I think maybe they rushed the ending. Like, I think they could have moved, like, the beginning of, like, the investigation towards maybe toward, more towards the middle of the film. Instead of, like, using all the most of the film to build up just how bad these guys were and exactly how evil they were, what the crimes were. Uh, I think if they had gotten the investigation in, maybe it would have been a little more um, dramatic tension of, like, them not knowing if they're going to get caught and trying to hide from the law enforcement guys. But, I mean, authentically, that was... I I really... Like, I don't like the subject matter. Like, I don't, you know, I don't like being, like, in all these evil white people. I'm, like, I am quite sick of that story. But it's a true story, and it was a really damn good movie. But it left it left a sour taste in your mouth. You're just like, ah, oh, man, that stinks. That stinks. Uh, heard that engine chick killed her role. Yeah, no, Cass was great. She really was very good. Um, she she she's great in the beginning, I think, 
she, she it's it's a very good performance, but she's very passive for a long time. So you kind of lose her in the story. It's it's like she has these great. She is doing a great job, but for like half the movie, she's like sick and bad. So she's not really like that pivotal to like the story or anything like that. But she is good. I mean, she's very good. Um, but I think also like you know, kind of got to say that can't be like this movie about all these Indian murders. Boy, the white men in that movie were so good. <laughs> you gotta be like, she's great, and she was. But I also, like I said, like half the movie she's like dying, and then like you know, so it's like she's good, but she's not very pivotal to the story. It's really more about these dudes uh, being real pieces of shit. Man of War doesn't think it's true. Are you just a skeptic, or do you have any reason to believe it's not true? Because I was reading about it. I mean, it's like a, it's a real case. It's like you know, court documents and everything. I don't know. If you, if you have evidence that it's bullshit, that Scorsese's lying to me, let me know. I'll check it out. I'll take a look. I would love for it to not be true. I would love for no American man to have ever done a bad thing ever. It's not the case, though. Not the case. All right. So this I saw and did no follow-up on, but I was curious and thought it could spur in a conversation. So once I get the ad blocker up and running, because... Boy, the Daily Mail loves ads. Boy, do they, huh? They love their ads. It's like a lot. It's like draining my computer's resources. <laughs> as far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be in a... <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's a good reference. Hey there, Hendry. I'm trying to I'm trying to empower this broad here, eh? <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. All right. John Stewart savage, savages Dick, Tucker Carlson's unquestioning propaganda for Russia, and rips the ex Fox host for copying. Co- that looks weird. Cozying up. Is that how that's spelled? Cozying up to brutal and ruthless Vladimir Putin. Liberal, com- oh, we're going to read the article because they always just sum it up and then there's no reason to read it. All right, ads. Didn't work at all, did it? John Stewart put the boot into Tucker, branding the former Fox star a dick. Ooh, harsh words. For his softball interview with the brutal and ruthless Russian president Vladimir Putin. The conservative commentator has faced a ferocious backlash for his cozy sit-down with the dictator, which intensified after Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny was found dead on Friday. It emerged on Tuesday that Carlson's interview in Moscow took took place on the day dual Russian-American Valerina Ksenia Kalarina was arrested on treason charges and donating for donating $50 to a Ukrainian charity. $50. Boy. On Monday night, The Daily Show host did not pull his punches, and he accused Carlson of capitulation to power. I know I said it before, but you're such a dick. Disguise your deception and capitulation to power as noble and moral based in freedom. I I don't... This whole Ukraine-Russia thing confuses me. Because I don't... Like, I'm not on Russia's side. Like, you know, I don't think they're very good. Plus, they hate America, so fuck you, dude. Um, But... 
since when do we not talk to dictators? Is that new? I feel like we always did. I mean, I feel like, you know, we, we would talk with like, I mean, we would meet with like Stalin. And that guy's like one of, like one of the worst people who's ever lived. So I, I, I don't understand. Like, is it just because he's, it's Tucker? He's not supposed to be the one who meets with him. But I mean, are we literally just not supposed to let the man speak? Is it like, is it genuinely immoral to go do that? I don't know. I feel like the only perspective I've ever gotten on this conflict is the mainstream media's perspective, all the little militant army people who are supporting them. And then, <coughs> and then like Dave Smith, is that the only other one I've heard who said anything that was like intelligent and kind of insightful about this whole thing? Like I never, I don't really like, I don't know. It just seems like kind of Co uh, uh, complicated. Sentient Dildo says it's narrative protection. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's what that's what it appears to be. It appears to be to me. I don't really know. Ah, uh, the Spurgy about Tucker doing a bit of journalism is so cringe. Yeah, that's what I thought. Like, there's literally I was hearing someone talk about. It. It's like we there was an interview with like. Uh, first of all, I think Mike Wallace has already interviewed Putin. And I, like, didn't wasn't in there like interviews with like um, Osama bin Laden, right? Aren't there interviews with like all these like you know Middle East dictators and shit like that? Like, I, since when do we not talk to those people? I'm not saying we have to like what they say. Typically, you come away not liking them, but do we just not? We don't let them speak anymore. I, I just this is brand new to me. OG says, I think what's happening is a lot of people are talking about Russia. I have no idea about the place. There's good and bad. I'm not a Putin apologist, but still. Yeah, I mean, I I sat down to watch, like, the Trigonometry. Uh, it's that British podcast, like, talking about Putin. Because they do good stuff. I like those guys. They had this whole video with this girl from Senegal, and she was talking about how socialism ruined Africa. That was really fascinating. You guys should check that out. A uh, really interesting interview from this woman. Um, and then they were talking about this whole thing. And I mean, I swear, like, I don't know. I got maybe 25 minutes in. I was like, I don't fucking give a shit. Like, I'm not interested in this enough to, like, dissect. What did Putin say? What did he really mean? I, I don't know. You know, with the exception of the fact that, that the United States is giving them, like, untold billions of dollars, it just seems far away. It just seems far away from me. And I, I don't know how much I really care all that much. Like, I'm not saying I want people to be suffering, but... I don't, I don't, I don't know that me necessarily investing in it would stop that. I don't know, but it just is a weird one. That's not bad face. Good to see you, brother. Uh, but it's a weird one because it's kind of like I don't know. They're they're so invested in it. They're they're so emotionally invested in it, and it's like you're not supposed to talk. You're not even allowed to hear them. It's like why? What if there are lies? Like what if there is just like some confusion here? So what? You know, you could you can you can dissect it and be like, this guy's lying. I, I don't know what the point is, how, how it would be helpful to not hear him speak. Uh, Manowar, I have no use for any of them. However, Stewart should be saying all this while ordering soup at a deli somewhere. Not my not on my idiot box. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't watch the TV, though. The only thing I I actually this Saturday, maybe I'll do a YouTube watch party, guys. We'll all get together because Shane Gillis is hosting SNL on Saturday and I'm really excited to see how that plays. I'm actually gonna watch it live. It might might be the first episode of Saturday Night Live I've ever intentionally sat down to watch live. And I'm not just saying that. I'm not virtue signaling. I think that might be true. Isn't there a video of him saying this or something? 
I thought that, what, am I just like supposed to take your word? Did, did he say it or not? I want to, I want to hear what, what Stewart's got to say. No, that's not it. It's the same ad. What's going on here? What is going on? Is there no clip? It's just a picture of him. What the hell, Daily Mail? Just, just a little slideshow. Well, that's great. How about the video of him saying it? Why Why would it just be a transcript? Is it? Oh, those are just ads. Oh, okay. I don't know, man. I don't I need a producer. Anybody want to work for free to be my producer? I'll hire you. I won't pay much. I probably won't even be all that nice, but you can have the job. Um, <laughs> I guess there's no video of it. All right. Well, no, I guess. Wait, is this it? Oh, I'm so happy to be here. You know your television is dying. <laughs> I said, I, I am aware. What's this TDS in the corner? Oh, is that the Daily Show? I thought they were just admitting they have Trump derangement syndrome. <laughs> I thought they were saying this is TDS news. <laughs> I, thought, I thought they were just having a full-on confession. I, I wasn't sure. That's like a surprise, refreshingly uh, uh, opaque, <laughs> refreshingly honest. Um, mm, 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 mm. you know why, you know why, it's true, it's war, there's nothing but lies, that's a good point, good point, yeah, solid, Putin said, said what he said, is he Satan incarnate, no, but he's not a hero either, Ukraine fucked up their peace agreement, chance, fact, well, that's what I thought, that's what I understood, was that, like, especially, like, NATO powers, they kept putting pressure on him, and he just reacted. But he does seem like a real piece of shit. Like, it's it's so weird. I'm like, I'm not on his side. Like, that guy murders political opponents. Like, I'm not a Putin fan. But why are you making me hate him so much? Like, do you want global nuclear war? I don't understand what's happening here. It's very weird. Uh, Backface says, Stuart is a disgustingly good journalist, in your opinion. Hmm. I don't know. I haven't watched him in so long. Like, I, I watched him back when I was a lib and uh, Obama was running. I watched him and fucking uh, Colbert every night. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm suspicious of all those characters now. Let's see what he's got to say. And in fact, I'm contributing to it. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, I did have such a good time last week doing the program. And, uh, and then everybody uh, Comedy Central was like, oh, what are you going to do this week? And I'm going to get claimed here. Okay, so here's me the Tucker part. Particulars of unqu- I'm not scared tonight. We're here to interview the president of Russia, Vladimir Putin. Saints be praised. <laughs> For Professor Tucker, Aloysius Mayflower, Kenny Buck- Okay, I can't actually do this, because if I do this, I'm going to get claimed, and I won't be able to- Keep the stream up. They might even take it down. Nor did I find any clips. Maybe I should have done a little bit of research, but I assumed wrong, falsely, inaccurately. I, I admit that. Uh, but I assumed that an, of an article talking about a particular clip in a show that's recorded, and obviously you can get access to this video, uh, would ha would include the clip. Call me crazy. Call me absolutely crazy. The full 15 minutes is on YouTube. Yeah, uh, so is it a 15-minute? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, is he a good journalist? Maybe once, not from what I've seen lately. I haven't watched any of it. You know, people are kind of happy. I think there really is. I think what, it, what I really think it is, 
is that I think like there is a genuine like, you know, people want to be rational, but nobody really wants to be the like a lot of people. They they don't want to have to like genuinely face the fact that the left has lost its collective mind, and that there like it's there's very little redeeming left in that kind of political point of view, uh, and so what they just they just want can't we just go back like when the Democrats were cool but reasonable, you know? Can't we? That's why like people like RFK they like can we, remember when the Kennedys remember that. Remember LBJ, where it's like, we, we, you know, we were American, we we're capitalists, all that stuff. And we just, you know, be nice to black people. Can't can we have that? Like no one, none of them want to take the risk of like changing political parties. Like they, they, they feel like they're, they're splitting, like they're having mitosis. Like they couldn't possibly imagine that or just being a little bit more right of center than left. It's like, they, they, no, I can't, I can't have that. So, so remember the John Stewart days? Those were good days when he was like, you know, we were like the rebellious force under Bush. Remember that? Can we have that again? And they just won't accept it. So everyone's kind of like, oh, I want, I want, I want RFK back. And I, and I, and I want John Stewart back because I don't have the moral courage to evolve politically and recognize that, no, oh, you know what? The conservatives actually have some pretty good points, even though they're cunts a lot. Yeah. I, I think that's really what it is, because I, I feel like it's just it's so unfashionable to be on the right that they will there's the cognitive dissonance is building up so tremendously large that they just won't. They won't. They, even though maybe internally they've adjusted, they, the, the, the two will not connect. They can't acknowledge the fact that they have changed. The party has changed tremendously and they want out, but there's not much they could do. I don't know. That's that's my estimation, because I live in a liberal Mecca in Austin and I you know you see like the older kind of democrat type liberal people and like they're you know it's like yeah you know they're like you know it's fucking Trump got to get the democrats in I'm like didn't you get your car broken into the other day cuz of all these like fabulous liberal policies like at what point does the reality catch up with you when you start to acknowledge oh you know what as much as I thought I was a good guy a freedom fighter I'm actually kind of a chump they took me for a ride and I was wrong. Like, is that that painful to admit? I admitted it several times. I admitted it with the Bush administration when I was in high school. I admitted it with the Obama administration when I was in college. You know, I, I, it's not that it's not that painful to, like, realize that, you know, you were lied to. Like, that's we were all lied to. It's a collective thing. Like, I, I didn't base my identity in it. Well, I probably did back then. But. I currently don't base my identity in it, like as, as an adult, like, and I feel like if you do, that's kind of pathetic. But even so, you can grow and you can realize that despite your ideals and your values, the people who happen to have a D next to their name are kind of crazy and actually are destructive and incompetent to be in leadership right now. Not forever, just, just presently, just presently. And it's okay. It's fine, you know? We don't need to have like the, the remember, remember the anti-Bush days? Yeah, remember the anti-Nixon days? Like they want to, it's like they want to recapture their glory days of being a defiant lib. And it's like, yeah, well, now they're in your preschools trying to change your son's gender, you know? So maybe, maybe just, just pay attention. To, it's just different. It's not about labor unions and race rights, okay? It's about like the destruction of the fabric of reality. With not an exaggeration, like that's kind of the goal. So I, I don't know. 
<laughs> I don't know, man. Maybe it's much more painful for people to divorce from their ideals than it is for some. I don't know. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Uh, all right. Uh, can't we just go back to center? Yeah. Yeah, that's why I think that's what it is. I think that's what it is. Zax, what's up, baby? Good to see you, my friend. Good to see you. Uh, didn't he defend trans kids' rights? Is that a reasonable Democrat position these days? Did he? I don't keep up on everything he did. I just remember, like, back when it was anti-Bush, you know? Back when I thought, like, the left actually had reasonable points and that they weren't just lying and pretending to be more virtuous than the right. Because I was naive. I was in my 20s. What do you want from me? Hey there, listless receptionist, formerly office girl. There are a bunch of us that are basically still at uh, still basically at center. Everyone else left and, and didn't tell us. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of people that are still there. It's just that they don't want to like the the center left people like refuse to ever go to the right, even if it's like a moderate person on the right. Like they just they can't, even though they're they're brushing up so much closer to that like sort of mindset. They just they they can't and they're just like desperate for like that's why everyone's talking about how bad oh this is the worst election what a clown show I'm like no I want Trump back I thought he did a great job I want him back for a third time but I want him I don't like I, I'm happy with it I don't think it's a bad option at all and so like people are like it's the worst of, I'm like I don't think it's bad I think it's bad you propped up Biden and forced us into this fucking mess that we're in right now but. I'm happy with the Republican candidate and I'm going to vote for him. So like, I don't know why everyone's like, oh, this, this is horrible. Isn't this horrible? Like, I don't think so. Personally, I think it's fine. <laughs> I'm thrilled about it. Um, but you know, I don't know. The dialectic never stops. Hail. True central dildo. Sentient dildo. Uh, I'm more center right. I'm just, but now I'm a, just, uh, just a far right extremist. Every time I would say anything. There's that great, uh, great meme of like the map of like, you know, extreme left, right, authoritarian. Like, and then it's just like there's just this tiny little corner in the top, very top left and everything else is far right. And like, it's, it's, yeah, it's an extremist stuff. I mean, my friend's a leftist. He's a good guy, but he's a leftist. And he talks about, you know, all this uh, misunderstanding and how stupid like people are that i really respect but i think uh if you're curious about this stuff i think it's like if you're like why uh james Lindsay, i think is the best resource for all this because in my opinion he's nonpartisan. he's not like like there's conservative people that like i kind of agree with a little bit and then like i hear i'm like oh you're just rallying for your side you're not like dissecting the truth right because you'll just be the same thing that like we put you in charge you'll just you're basically just aping what people are saying that actually want like progress, but then you're just going to bring in your own bullshit with it. You're not authentic. You're not to your core about solving the problems, whether they're left or right. You're just like, no, we'll just solve the left problems. And then I'll bring in all my right wing bullshit. And it's just, ugh. But I think Lindsay's one of those guys who is an authentic, like precise, like studious, like a uh, really interesting guy to ex- explain all this crazy horse shit and why it keeps happening, but it's so ubiquitous. I don't know. Uh, guys, that's going to do it for this episode of the Amifer Podcast. I 
Really appreciate you spending the time with me today. It's fun to be back. And it was great to see everybody. That was genuinely a good time. Thank you guys. I was really worried. I'm glad you showed up and supported me with comments in the chat because that makes it a lot easier to do the show when I'm having a conversation than when I'm just like, ah, what else? What else? So Trump's in the news. You know, <laughs> it's a little, ugh. Uh, Lindsay is blinded by his liber liberalism. He's deluded. His research on the woke is great, though. Ooh, would love to talk about that more some other time. Can't do it now because I got to go to work. But, folks, this was a really, really good time. I, uh, just so you know, these are not going to stay up on Foulball Productions, the live streams, because all they do is just pull down the algorithm and uh, I am desperate for subs. <laughs> please, please stop unsubbing people from me. Uh, but they will remain forever on the MFR podcast on YouTube. It's its own channel. It's its own thing. So they'll all be up always there. So please feel free to subscribe. You can also catch all these, these uh, streams, these live streams on there uh, at the same time. There we go. Subscribe. It's in the chat. Uh, anytime uh, you want to rewatch it or whatever, make sure you just sub. That's where the, this, this podcast will live there. So if you're desperate to go back and watch old episodes, which I know you are, I know you are, uh, you can check it out there. So please subscribe there and uh, always be live streaming on both at the same time. So thank you very much for checking me out. appreciate it. It was good, good to see you all. Uh, Man of War 665, Neighbor of the Beast. Member for 22 months. Damn, dude. I've had members for like two years. That's crazy. I'm a terrible YouTuber. You are really, uh, really good dude for staying a member that long, buddy. I really appreciate you, brother. I hope to. Uh, you, go, you going to Vegas? Hope to, I, I hope to see you soon, my friend. Hope to see you soon. I don't know if the Texas meetups happening this year, or whatever. But uh, I miss you, buddy. It's good to see you. Oh hell, I forgot about these. Here's my point, Matt. What a, you know with friends like these, right, guys? That's what they say. All right, folks. It has been absolutely real. What am I going to play you out on? What do I play out on today? Uh, I don't know. Got the Con Air thing. I just, you know what? I just like playing you out on Ruben. Honestly. Just play you out on Ruben's song. It's been real, guys. I'll see you soon. I'm going to be doing this again. So, later, alligator. Yeah, <laughs> Ruben.